This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Let's get back to BetQL's You Better You Bet Countdown to Kickoff with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, presented by BetMGM. Just an update on what's going on with the Bills and the Jaguars. They've come out for the second half, and Buffalo goes uh, three and out. And Josh Allen airmails air, air Gabe Davis on what would have been a first down on second down, incomplete pass on third down, so Buffalo punts back to Jacksonville. So the Jaguars are going to have it deep in their own territory coming up first and 10. Very early on in the, here in the second half, the Jaguars holding an 11-7 lead over Buffalo. 20 minutes from now, we'll get to the actives and inactives. Um, all the fantasy impacts, all the betting impacts of the actives and inactives. That's coming up in 20 minutes. The prop king coming up to begin our number two. Best bets to close the show. Maybe toss in a little Major League Baseball as well to the best bets. Although I think if you listen to the show and watch the show, you, you probably know what we like already. <laughs> so may, maybe we'll sneak that in if we have if we have a little time. But for now, we got to get everybody up to speed on all the line movement for week five in the NFL. With this edition, Kenny Henderson of It Moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. It moved. Ah, it hits different. Week 5, NFL Sunday. Ken, let's begin our line movement sojourn in Foxborough with the Patriots and the Saints, where, not that we needed confirmation on this, but we got it this morning. Derek Carr is going to start today for the Saints on the road at the New England Patriots, so Carr is in. The insider is basically saying, like, Carr is healthier than he was last week. I... I'm sure he is. Couldn't have been worse, right? Uh, Ken, what do we have here, side and total, Patriots and Saints? Well, sure. I, I think this is a betting market that obviously, A, probably expected Carr was more likely to start than Jameis Winston, who's the Saints backup quarterback, but also would raise an interesting kind of conversation about like, is there even a difference between hurt Derek Carr and healthy Jameis Winston? Maybe not. The Saints offense been one of the worst in football so far this year. So even if you like Derek Carr, you have to kind of acknowledge hasn't been going great so far. Uh, that gets us to the side in the total of this game. Not a lot of movement throughout the week. The Patriots, and again, we, we talked about Carr there. What we didn't talk about was like earlier this week when the Patriots basically said, hey, uh, Matthew Judon, our best pass rusher, who was hurt last week, uh, he's going to be out a long time, maybe December, January back, but that's like a little wishful thinking. And then Christian Gonzalez, their rookie corner, who was playing really well to start the year, going to be out for the season. So the Patriots also lost two really, really impactful 
defensive players coming into this game that so much so they tra traded JC for JC Jackson back from the Chargers who's going to be active today which is like really ridiculous the guy was basically like a no-show for the Chargers now he's going to play for the Patriots anyway not a lot of line movement here but with Carr starting the Patriots are still a one and a half point home favorite everywhere the total opened 40 at the start of the week and was basically hovering in that range has started to get bet down a little bit which I agree with I really like the under in this game almost how could you not given the two offenses involved uh 39 the current total all right, that is the Patriots and the Saints from Foxborough. Uh, Ken, another quarterback game is the Ravens and the Steelers coming up in Pittsburgh, where uh, early in the week, I don't think anyone thought that Kenny Pickett would start this game for Pittsburgh after he got hurt in the Steelers' blowout loss last Sunday against Houston. But Pickett practices on Wednesday, on Thursday, and Friday. He's off the injury report. So Kenny Pickett starts today for Pittsburgh, but it's a really good injury report here for the Baltimore Ravens, who are going to get back today Odell Beckham and Rashad Bateman in the receiving core, their left tackle, Ronnie Stanley, their best cornerback, Marlon Humphrey, maybe Justice Hill is back also. We'll actually find that out in about five minutes from now when the actives and inactives officially come out. So with Kenny Pickett starting, but Ken, but maybe not 100%, and a really good injury report, finally, right, if you're a Baltimore Ravens fan. What do we see here with the Ravens and the Steelers, one of the best rivalries in the league today in Pittsburgh? Yeah, really interesting line movement in this game, and I know we're close to where the market opened, but kind of our, our path to get to this point was pretty interesting, where, you know, early in the week, I think Nick and I and a lot of other people were kind of thinking the same way, which was Pickett's not going to play. It's going to be Mitch Trubisky. And if it is Mitch Trubisky, how much is Baltimore going to be favored by in this case? Six, six and a half, especially now knowing that they got this kind of injury report. So many players back for Baltimore. I mean, this could have closed a touchdown if it was Mitch Trubisky in the game, potentially. Like the, the Ravens were going to be a big favorite. Maybe it's Pittsburgh at a really big number, but that's not what happened, right? It's not Trubisky. It's, it's hurt Kenny Pickett. And it really can't be sort of exaggerated how bad the Steelers offense has been so far this year in a number of ways. And it's the same quarterback and the same offensive coordinator this week and the quarterbacks hurt. So I know there's like, you look at the, this is just one of those games. You look at the board and you go, man, like Tomlin five at home in like a rivalry game. It just looks like a bet that you want to make. Honestly, the offense has been that bad. I, I don't know if I would ever bet the Steelers in this game. Now, I don't know if I'd run to bet Baltimore either, but just like I, I would say caution to people who are like, well, Tomlin in this spot, they can win. They need, they need to win like the way they beat the Browns. Deshaun Watson, two defensive touchdowns to the Steelers defense. Like that's how they won that game. That's probably how they need, they need to win this game. Bullishness in the Ravens the last couple days has this bet out to them as a five-point road favorite. Now the under has been getting bet. What's new in a Ravens-Steelers game? The under has been getting bet basically the entire week. Now 38 and a half with a couple 38s on the board. So projected to be at this exact moment, the lowest scoring game uh, this NFL Sunday. All right, that is Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Uh, let's move on now to Detroit and Carolina. This game going to take place in Motown. And um, just to get ahead of this, like Carolina's taking some money. And for people that may be seeing this, and I'll let Ken tell you what the side in total is, um, it's a bad injury report for Detroit. And we'll find out how bad it is, Ken, coming up in a couple minutes. But we know, based off insider reports, that Amon Ross St. Brown and Jameer Gibbs, and like, Gibbs is more explosive than Montgomery, but Montgomery gets used more. But Gibbs is an explosive player, obviously. And Amon Ross St. Brown, unquestionably Detroit's best pass catcher and one of the best receivers in the league. Both guys are not going to play today. Now, we will find out again for sure in a couple minutes. But all the NFL insider reports, Amon Ross St. Brown and Jameer Gibbs, both not going to play today for the Lions. Where are we sitting right now, Ken, with Detroit and Carolina? 
really interesting, I would say, like, the lack of line movement that we've gotten in this game, given all those, and these reports have been out for, like, almost 24 hours, really, like, yesterday, we knew that Amon Ra and Gibbs maybe weren't going to play in the game, so the Lions opened about a nine, nine and a half point favorite, this got up to about 10 before we knew what the injury reports were, basically, like, playing against Carolina, who's been maybe the worst team in the league so far through this season, through the first four weeks, so this injury report comes out for Detroit, it's bad, okay, you know Carolina's going to get bad, the number's going to move in their direction, how far is it going to go? Almost not at all. Nine and a half's on the board right now. So we were 10. Now we're nine and a half, nine. This is kind of where we were on Friday when this injury report came out. And I, I think a lot of betters, and even like Nick and I on, on the show kind of had a similar conversation. Like, oh, did you see that injury report for Detroit? It's really bad. Oh, really? Like, who's that? Oh, man, like Amon Ross Brown, Jameer Gibbs, maybe like a couple other impactful starters. And then there'll be like a pause. And then the person will go, so do you want to bet Carolina? And then the other person goes, Nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, I think I'm good on this one. Just like yep. with what you've seen from Bryce Young on the road, or what you've seen from Bryce Young, period. He's only played one road game. What what level of confidence would you have that this quarterback, basically the worst statistically in the league so far, and a rookie, is going to go on the road to a very loud place with a very bad, not talented team and be competitive and maybe have a chance to win the game? I would not give him a very strong chance of doing that. I don't think a lot of people are giving him a strong chance of doing that. And I think that's why, I mean, this is a terrible injury report. You got like no line movement. Oh, Detroit. What if it's like, oh, Detroit's actually going to have their third string everything. Yeah, maybe eight and a half, maybe eight. <laughs> you know, just like no line movement. Like well, who has to be out short of Jared Goff for, uh, for people to be interested in the Panthers? Still nine and a half in the market right now. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Week 5 NFL Sunday countdown to kick off line movement for every single game on the board, or close to it. Uh, just a quick update, what's going on with Buffalo and Jacksonville. Buffalo stopped Jacksonville, and on a third down play, um, it was a roughing call or unnecessary roughness on Jordan Poyer hitting Calvin Ridley, so the Jaguars got an automatic first down. ETN rips off a long run, and the Jaguars now have it in Buffalo territory. Trevor Lawrence just got sacked on, uh, on first down, so we'll keep you updated if the Jaguars get into scoring position. Uh, I'm going to group these next two games together, Ken, for it moved. That's the Colts and the Titans in Indianapolis and the Eagles and Rams in Los Angeles because we are seeing two like impactful players on offense going to make their season debut in each of these games. In the Colts-Titans game, Jonathan Taylor is going to play for Indianapolis, signs his contract extension yesterday. It's like a soap opera. I can't believe like this is the conclusion. Actually, we're going to pay him fair market value. Like, really? This is how it ended? So Taylor's going to play today. Jim Irsay, Colts owner, saying that he will be eased into the lineup. So maybe it's a little more Zach Moss than expected today, but Jonathan Taylor can will play for the Colts. And Cooper Cup going to make his season debut for the Rams. And Insider Reports and Sean McVeigh, all saying, like, all systems go, no limitations, no snap count today for Cooper Cup, who joins Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, Kyron Williams, and the suddenly, like, high-octane Rams offense. Uh, Ken, what are we seeing? Colts, Titans, and Eagles, Rams. Yeah, Titans and Colts, we will do that first. Uh, the line movement in this game has been entirely towards Tennessee. Um, they had a pretty good injury report, and the Colts kind of like will see. Like, yes, Jonathan Taylor's playing, but maybe not a full-strength Indianapolis team yet. Interest in Tennessee in that game. So to, how about that? Despite the fact, because like Jonathan Taylor's the headline story, despite the fact that like he signs the contract and he's going to play, the line movement in this game all week was toward the Titans. Just important to keep that in mind. Tennessee, a two-and-a-half-point road favorite in what is a really, really important, like, especially at Buffalo 
comes back to beat Jacksonville here. If that does happen, the the AFC South is wide open. The final two wild card spots in the AFC with a lot of underperforming teams, those are both wide open. Like this actually becomes a really important game. Two teams that actually can make the playoffs this year. Titans by two and a half, total 44. Total really hasn't moved the last few days after getting bet up early in the week. In terms of Rams and Eagles, this was a really interesting one for me just because we, you know, almost under the radar so far this year just how dominant the Eagles have been, especially like, you know, at, against uh, against Tampa on Monday Night Football. The offenses looked much better. Sam Howell had the crazy comeback last week. I understand that game goes to overtime, but Eagles still really, really good this year, but getting bet against in this game. So the Rams have taken money all week, maybe with the expectation that Cup would play. That's why you get something like, well, the Eagles were a five-point road favorite. Now they're basically like four, four and a half on the board right now. You mentioned the suddenly kind of explosive Rams offense with a lot of weapons. We know the Eagles offense can put up a lot of points total in this game extremely high open like high 40s got bet up immediately like literally within like 12 hours this was 50 50 and a half so betters immediately saying like no this this needs to be a much higher total this is actually going to be a really explosive high offense game so eagles by four total 50 and a half and then again just to recap despite the fact taylor is playing titans take money they're two and a half on the road total 43 and a half all right, let's go to the Giants and the Dolphins um, in South Beach, where the Giants get a nightmare injury report for what's been a nightmare season for Big Blue. Like, this offensive line, when everyone's healthy, can't protect Daniel Jones. And now in this game, this is like literal worst-case scenario for the Giants. The three offensive linemen who are on the injury report all week are all out. That's Andrew Thomas, the star left tackle, the rookie center Schmitz, and the guard Shane Lemieux. And, like, obviously, like, we've been telling you this for weeks. The Giants can say what – reporters can say whatever they want. Like, Saquon Barkley, all this healing, like he's Wolverine or something. Or he's got a high ankle sprain and he's a position player, and, of course, he's not going to play in this game. And he might not play next week either against Buffalo. We'll see. Uh, Saquon officially ruled out. We'll do the the rest of the actives and inactives in about 10 minutes but Saquon is inactive today Ken as are the offensive linemen for Big Blue what are we seeing here Giants and Dolphins well, what we're seeing is a really, 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 really big point spread, and I don't think that's surprising to anybody, right? Uh, the Giants have played a lot of miserable football so far this year, and they're playing a team that, yeah, got got railroaded by Buffalo last week. Um, Buffalo put it on them a little bit, but has obviously blown out, you know, scored 70 points on the Denver Broncos. So I think the expectation in this game is like, oh my God, what are they going to do to this Giants defense that can't tackle anybody? So this opened Dolphins 11 and a half. The look-aheads were even like 10 or less in this game. So sort of the general movement, either because of the Giants on Monday night against Seattle or everything this week in the injury report has all been towards Miami. So Miami currently about a 12 and a half point favorite. There are 13s on the board in this game too. I don't think that's going to change as we get up towards kickoff at one o'clock Eastern. Uh, also, there's been interest in the under in this game. Now maybe that's like, oh, Saquon's not playing and the offensive line. What's a reasonable point projection for the Giants in this game? I think we know the Dolphins are going to score. That's almost a certainty. How many points are the Giants going to score? So right now sitting Dolphins 12 and a half, 13, uh, total about 47 and a half. We'll do lightning round. It moved in a second, but just to pay this off, Calvin Ridley being evaluated for a concussion right now off the hit by Jordan Poyer that Poyer got flagged on for unnecessary roughness. So we'll let you know if Ridley comes back into the game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Ken, what's happening in the Chiefs-Vikings game? I think listeners and viewers will be really interested in this movement here. And let's try and save enough time so we can maybe do the Bengals and the Cardinals also. Yeah, I mean, I think if uh, if people, you know, show up on Sunday, like ready to bet NFL games, ready to kind of like have fun and watch football, you're like, oh, uh, Chiefs-Vikings... 
like, oh man, Mahomes against like a bad Minnesota team that hasn't won a lot of games. Like that's probably a pretty big point spread, right? And it opened a pretty big point spread. Chiefs opened about five and a half in the game. Then it was about five. And all throughout this week, just really interesting line movement. Betters taking the Minnesota Vikings plus points, team that plays a lot of close games, maybe better than their record. Maybe this is a spot play against the Chiefs who obviously played at New York on Sunday Night Football. We all watched that game, back-to-back -back road game. So really interesting line movement toward Minnesota. The Chiefs are currently a three and a half point road favorite. So just three and a half with Mahomes. Total very high 52 and a half. And the three and a halfs are getting bet a little bit. So I don't think we're going to close three, but looking like the Chiefs, just a three and a half point favorite. Um, a very low spread given Patrick Mahomes' history is with his point spreads. Uh, by the way, Ridley reportedly going to return to the game for the Jaguars. Ken, what about the Bengals and the Cardinals here in Arizona? Uh, and just we've asked it all week. Like, is this is this rock bottom for for Cincinnati? We uh, last week I I did a bunch of media and made a bunch of bets that I thought Cincinnati could still sneak into the playoffs. I thought that was still possible. They get absolutely dump trucked by Tennessee, and now we're like, okay, now what? Now they're on the road at Arizona, and this market has held pretty firm this week, honestly. Where the Bengals were a three point road favorite. Then the Cardinals got bet a little bit, but that's come back the other way and the Bengals have now gotten bet. So all the threes in the market for Cincinnati are juiced towards Cincinnati. So if you want to bet minus three on the Bengals, you got to pay a little bit more for it. Total has stayed basically the same the entire week, about 45. And we are still, by the way, oh, the Cowboys are starting to get bet a little bit. We'll, we'll do this on the other side. We'll wrap up and move to the Cowboys and Niners on the other side, and then we'll get to the actives and inactives. Josh Allen just hitting Stephon Diggs on a 48-yard reception. The Bills now in Jaguars territory. So we'll keep you updated on the Bills and the Jaguars. We'll tell you about the Cowboys and the Niners and all the actives and inactives, the fantasy and betting impact. Coming up next, Nick and Ken on Countdown to Kickoff.